All right, it's November 27th, which means it's time for the Daily Spinner Rack. I'm Dan, regular host of the Comic Book Pit Podcast, here to talk about a random comic book. Today's pick is Black Lightning number 9. So full disclosure, I'm out of town this week with no access to my actual comic collection, so I'm randomly picking books from the Marvel and DC comic services that I subscribe to. This issue of Black Lightning was published May 1978, 36 pages with a cover price of 35 cents. Cover done by Rich Buckler and Vince Coletta. Script by Tony Isabella. Pencils by Trevor Von Eden. Inks by Vince Coletta. Colors by Gene D'Angelo. Letters by Ben Oda. And edited by Jack C. Harris. And the title of this issue is Fear and Loathing at Garfield High. This issue opens with Black Lightning getting blasted with an energy beam by the terrorist known as the Annihilist. The force of the blast is so strong that he goes through a window and falls three stories to the street below. While the police and medics tend to Black Lightning, Annihilist is on the roof of Garfield High School where he's taken a classroom full of hostages. He has a female student with him and threatens to kill her if his demands aren't met within the hour. Black Lightning is horrified as he recognizes the girl as one of his alter ego, Jefferson Pierce's, students. Black Lightning flashes back to that morning where everything began. He, as Jefferson Pierce, was at his residence with Two Bits, a neighborhood hustler, small-time crook, and informant. Reading a story on the front page of the Daily Planet of the police recently praising the efforts of Black Lightning. They look across the street to see a large contingent of Metropolis police arriving and surrounding Garfield High School. Jefferson quickly changes into Black Lightning, complete with his Afro wig mask, which I honestly didn't know was a, was a thing. I just always assumed that the hair we saw was his. I did not know that he wore an Afro wig. Inspector Henderson and Officer Jim Corrigan are assessing the situation when Black Lightning appears. Officer Corrigan draws his gun and actually tries to apprehend Black Lightning, but Henderson intervenes. By the way, this Jim Corrigan is no relation to the other police officer character, Jim Corrigan, who also happens to be the Spectre. All the millions of names that they could come up with, why on earth would DC give two different cop characters the exact same name. We see Inspector Henderson giving Black Lightning the lowdown on the Annihilist, how he grew up in the Metropolis neighborhood known as Suicide Slum, but got out and over the years made a name for himself as an assassin and international terrorist. So even though he could probably have gone anywhere in the world, the Annihilist had the great idea of coming to the poorest neighborhood in Metropolis and taking a bunch of kids and a teacher hostage. This is compounded by the fact that Henderson's superiors won't negotiate with terrorists. Henderson and Black Lightning conceive a plan where, where Black Lightning scales the blind side of the wall and goes in through the window of the classroom where the hostages are, bringing us around full circle to the beginning of this issue when the Annihilus blasts Black Lightning out the window. Corrigan approaches Henderson and Black Lightning with a new plan to infiltrate the school via a door leading to a basement. In a really WTF moment, Henderson smiles, shakes Corrigan's hand, and says, You've blown the case wide open. It's like, 
This isn't an investigation where they need clues. It's a hostage situation. There is no case. He didn't just blow it wide open. This thing's already blown wide open. <laughs> anyway, Corrigan and Black Lightning grudgingly agree to work together, and in another WTF moment, an insulted Corrigan basically asks, what can he do that I can't? Um, literally everything, dude. He's a superhero with lightning powers. So Corrigan and Black Lightning sneak into the building, only to be, only to be met by guard robots that look exactly like the Annihilus. There's a big fight, of course. Black Lightning holds his own, but eventually Corrigan takes a hard punch and is dazed. With the Annihilus deadline approaching, Black Lightning realizes that he only has time to either get Corrigan to safety or to save the hostages, one of whom is Jefferson's ex-wife. Corrigan manages to come to long enough to tell Black Lightning that he should leave him and go for the hostages. Black Lightning runs through another gauntlet of Annihilist robots, but makes it to the classroom just in time to face off against the real Annihilist. Black Lightning dodges a blast, and before Annihilus can fire again, he's hit in the face with a couple of chalkboard erasers, courtesy of some student hostages, who take the time to congratulate themselves and shake each other's hands, even though the fight is not done. Black Lightning takes advantage of the distraction and finishes the fight against Annihilus. The issue ends with Jefferson recounting the events for two bits, stating that Officer Corrigan was going to be okay, and that Jefferson would probably have to call off sick a couple of days to rest up from the beating he took. Just then, his ex-wife Lynn walks in, demanding to know about him being Black Lightning. Jefferson tries to deny her accusations, but as his wife, she knows him pretty intimately, with or without a fake afro. Two Bits settles in for what is going to be an interesting conversation. So that's all for Black Lightning number 9, and for this episode of Daily Spinner Rack. Make sure to visit every day for a new review of a random back issue. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.